0: Good morning and a warm welcome, uh, or cool welcome, to Your Catholic Corner for the 23rd of May or the Great Feast of Pentecost on the Church's calendars. I'm Barry Pryor and you're listening to FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. And Your Catholic Corner is is introduced and generously sponsored by the parish of St. Matthew's Hillcrest. My introductory music was Michael Crawford singing Ave Maria or Hail Mary. Pentecost, or the Feast of the Descent of the Holy Spirit on the Apostles, is the last feast day of the Easter season. Now we come to many months of what is somewhat ill-named ordinary time. There are many saints' days around this weekend which we will Maria, not cover, but Monday is our fit- Maria, the Feast of Our Lady, Maria, to Help of Christians, Maria, and I believe this feast, she is the patron saint Maria, of Australia, and St. Philip Neary Maria, is on Wednesday. Some will know him. And to introduce I've these feasts, let us listen to the Irish Philharmonic Orchestra, Maria, Orchestra singing a very old
1: song, and suddenly um, that appropriate name will never be the same Maria hillside and dale Our full hearts are swelling Our glad voices telling The praise of the loveliest
0: Of the May, we talked about our feast of Our Lady Help of Christians, and this was um, uh, initiated way back in the nineteenth century by Pius the Seventh. I won't go into all the details, but um, poor old Pius the Seventh had a bit of a tough time under the order of Napoleon. He was arrested and made a prisoner in a place called Savona for three years, um, and. Uh, 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 he lived in Savona and uh, eventually he was set free on the feast of Our Lady of Mercy who was the patroness of Savona uh, when he returned to Rome he returned in triumph and the pontiff uh, attributed his victory in the church to the intercession of the Blessed Virgin uh, and he was uh, greeted bravely because he had withstood the threats from Napoleon um, Later on, uh, when Napoleon returned from um, from Alba, where he was imprisoned after he uh, lost his first battle, um, the Pope returned to Sav- Savona to, for, the, for his own protection. And um, uh, he, uh, he did this under the auspices of Our Lady of Mercy. But after the Battle of Waterloo, he returned to Rome in 1815... And to give thanks to God and to Our Lady, he instituted this feast of Our Lady, help of Christians. And um, Tuscany, the area was in, adopted this as their feast, and it spread throughout the church. And so we celebrate the feast of Our Lady, help of Christians. And at least two parishes in New Zealand um, uh, are named after that. One in Fitzroy in New Plymouth, and one in Culverden and Canterbury that I know of. Saint Philip Nero was much, was 300 years earlier, and he was born in Florence. He was born of a noble family, and when he was 18, he seemed to get a call, a call to be a better person. He started organising prayer and discussion groups, and finally, at the age of 36, he became a priest. He was regarded as spontaneous, spont, spontaneous, spontaneous, sorry, unpredictable, charming, and humorous. He was especially noted for his prayer and work in the confessional and his unorthodox approaches as he tailored his responses to different needs. He died in Rome aged 79 and he is one of the patrons of Rome and also the patron of humour, laughter, and joy. So there can't be so much wrong with St. Peter Neri. And now we listen to a new track um, from Michael Mangan um, to do with the Holy Spirit.
2: Looking for some power
0: Michael Mangan singing of the Holy Spirit. And now it's uh, just coming up at quarter to nine on uh, Free 89.0 and uh, Independent Community Media, and uh, we're uh, broadcasting to you on a rather cool, but it looks like it's going to be a fine day today. Now, I said today is the great feast of Pentecost. Um... And to introduce Pentecost uh, or the Feast of the Holy Spirit (coughs) uh, the best thing I can do is read from the various readings that mention the Holy Spirit. The first one is the reading from last week's uh, Feast of the Ascension when we believe that Jesus who died on the cross and rose again stayed on earth for a certain period of time and then was lifted up to heaven. But before he went, he made this promise. Now He's with the apostles, and, um, and he says, Now having met together, they asked him, Lord, has the time come? Are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has decided by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then you will be my witnesses, not only in Jerusalem, but throughout Judea and Samaria, and indeed the whole earth. And as he said this, he was lifted up as they looked on, and a cloud took him from his sight. So there, before he left, he promised he would send the Holy Spirit to um, um, continue his work on earth. Um, It wasn't God's plan that Jesus should stay on earth Forever um, preaching his word, he had given the message, and now he was charging the apostles to do the job. So then, another reading from the Acts of the Apostles, which was part of the gospel, uh, part of the epistles at masses today. When Pentecost came round, the apostles had all met in one room. When suddenly they heard what sounded like a powerful wind from heaven. The noise of which filled the entire house in which they were sitting, and something appeared to them that seemed like tongues of fire. These separated and came to rest on the head of each of them. They were all filled with the holy <coughs> all filled with the holy Spirit, and began to speak foreign tongues as the spirit gave them the gift of speech and Then the reading goes on to say that the people in Jerusalem were from every nation, but every one of them could hear in their own language what the uh, apostles were saying. So (coughs) you often get depictions of the apostles sitting with tongues of fire about them. And the gospel for the day is from the gospel of St. John. And we're back to Jesus, and he said, Jesus said to his disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who issues from the Father, he will be my witness, and you too will be witnesses, because you have been with me from the outset. I have still many things to say to you, but they would be too much for you now. But when the Spirit of Truth comes, he will lead you to the complete truth since he will not be speaking as from himself, but will say only what he has learnt, and he will tell you of the things to come. He will glorify me, since all he tells you will be taken from what is mine. Everything the Father has is mine. That is what I said, all he tells you will be taken from what is mine. And that is the gospel of the Lord. So there we are, that is the um, descent of the spirit and that is the basis of the Christian belief in the Holy Trinity, three persons in one God. And this is sort of a mystery and um, for those Irish, often people use the shamrock to illustrate how we think of the Holy Trinity, the shamrock with three leaves uh, all on the one stem and of course the whole three are in fact God. The Father, as we call him, um, sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to earth to live and die as a human being born of Mary to guide us in what his Father wished. On his return to heaven, he promised, as we have read, the Holy Spirit, the third manifestation of the Trinity, our God. Many, many Christians have a very close belief in the daily support of the Holy Spirit, that he guides them in all all the all they do. For myself, from personal experience, I believe the Spirit is there to be um, uh, welcomed, and when we need to make important decisions in our faith journey, the Holy Spirit is there to guide us and point us in the right direction. But now let us hear the Discipleship College Choir sing of the Holy Spirit.
1: Most Holy Trinity, you have created me and redeemed me. You have made your arm within me and creased me. From within to love me, what I can. Jesus raise my gift. just as you pray
0: the Discipleship College singing Most Holy Trinity Now just for uh, a little bit different it's very hard talking about a spirit because that is and someone said just yesterday we used to often refer to him as the Holy Ghost so it's very hard to talk about how he influences you But I found in a little book that was published in Hamilton some time ago about the Holy Rosary. And in the Holy Rosary, there are 15 mysteries of the Rosary, three joyful, five uh, five joyful, five sorrowful, and five glorious. The third glorious mystery is the descent of the Holy Spirit, or Pentecost. And this is what they wrote, and it's a little bit... um, uh, what should we say, earthy, earth-based, earth but perhaps gives some idea of what the Holy Spirit, um, how he works. The person who wrote this was a private pilot, and when asked to write about the Holy Spirit, the thought of flying a plane came to mind. And to fly a plane, as is often said, and erroneously, of course, That's the closest man can come to God, so you can remember that when you're up in your airliner flying away. Certainly to fly free of the earth in the wildly yonder is an uplifting experience, and astronauts have all felt closer to their Creator. In using the simple aeroplane as an analogy of the Holy Spirit who came down to us at Pentecost, When we contemplate the first Pentecost, as I've read, we hear of strong winds, tongues of fire, and the miraculous effects of the Spirit on those disciples. Is this the true way of the Spirit? Let us return to the aeroplane. We can indeed liken the sky to God the Father, the vast, all-enveloping sky all around us, but untouchable, the medium of flight. All have many characteristics of the Father. In the same analogical sense, Christ is our aircraft, the tangible one. He is the person of God God we can read about, who existed, lived and died, a human example to us to follow God's will. Our humble comparison sees the aeroplane as a sorrowed, visible sign of flight. However, there's a hidden ingredient to bring our plane to life to make it fly, to make it go where we pilot it. That object is the engine, unseen in its housing. In our quest for eternal life, the Holy Spirit can be seen as the engine of our faith. Like the motor, the unseen one gives us the energy to perform, to lift ourselves spiritually, our spiritually inert humans to be vibrant, living followers of Christ on our road to eternal happiness. Returning to our analogy, when we board a plane as pilot or a passenger, we sit in our seat and the machine is lifeless. The engine is started and pulsations run through the aircraft. We sense the life of the machine. The throttle is open and the sense of purpose comes to the plane as it accelerates away and lifts to the sky. Now the machine is performing as it was intended. More power and it climbs higher to reach its destination quicker. A little power and it cruises sedately along. If the engine fails, the aircraft descends to a hostile earth. Is this not akin to the way the spirit works in us on and since the first Pentecost. We are given the Holy Spirit as our motor, as our inspiration, as our source of strength for our journey to eternal destiny. Our humanness comes alive at an infusion of the Spirit. If we open the throttle, that is, are receptive to the Spirit, we spring to life as Christians. We perform better, we come closer to God, and our spiritual life grows. When we ease up on our recourse to the Spirit, our lives drift on with little achievement in our Christian lives. Close our hearts and minds to the Spirit, and our path begins to fall from the way of God. If you doubt the presence of your engine, stand back and look at your past life and decisions. Many problems, tragedies, changes of directions, Many developments in life would seem developing at the time, particularly when sorrow and stress weigh heavily. In hindsight, the clear path and influence of the Spirit shows clearly through our lives as we work towards our destiny. And we often say a prayer, Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fires of your love. And with that, I hope that's uh, inspired you next time you're flying in a plane. But alas, it is time to finish. We thank again to St. Matthews for sponsoring us. Do tune in next Sunday at 8.30 to FM 89.0, Independent Community Media, and listen to your Catholic Corner. So uh, with that, I think I'm a few few seconds early, but um, enjoy your day. And let the Holy Spirit come into your life as we enjoy this great feast of Pentecost. For more episodes, use the AccessMedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand on air.